What's going on, everyone? Welcome into a new episode of The Hangout in the Holy Land, the flagship show of LandGrantHolyLand.com's network of podcasts. My name is Colton Denning, and I am your host, coming to you on September 4th, 2019. Before I get into today's show, make sure to follow along with the show on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, anywhere else you get podcasts, we're probably there. Apple and Spotify, though, the two main places to go. And if you like the show, please leave a review, leave some feedback, leave us a comment, send us a tweet at Holy Land Pod. We got a lot of really good tweets last week after the Florida Atlantic game. We read them on the show. That's going to be the plan for recaps going forward. I'm really excited to continue that this week after the game we're going to talk about on today's episode against Cincinnati, but that was a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoyed that one, and while it's still early in the week, you can go back and listen to that episode if you want to hear my take on Ohio State's 45-21 win over Florida Atlantic. It was a crazy week overall in college football. I am a big fan of the five-day college football weekend and I feel like that should be sent into law officially for the rest of the season. I could do more of that, but for now we're just going to have to stick to Saturdays, a little bit of Friday this week, and then some Thursday moving forward. But that was a really great week one, and I think set the table for what should be a fun season around the sport. As it pertains to Ohio State and this week's opponent on today's episode, I am going to be talking with Clayton Truder of DownTheDrive.com, Cincinnati's SB Nation blog, about the Bearcats, and most notably, the return of Luke Fickle to Ohio Stadium. For the first time ever, he's going to be there, and he's not going to be in scarlet and gray. It's going to be really weird, but it should be a lot of fun because Cincinnati's good. If you haven't been paying attention to them, they were 11-2 last year, have a really solid running game. As you would imagine, with Luke Fickle, They play tough as hell on defense, thanks to him and former Ohio State linebacker Marcus Freeman as the defensive coordinator. They got a nasty group. They beat UCLA at home on Thursday last week, and now they're looking to upset Ohio State. And this is going to be, I think, a a very good test for the Buckeyes, especially this offense, because Justin Fields is going to see a lot of different looks from Luke Fickle, and this is really Ryan Day's First or second, if you want to go back to the TCU game last season when Urban Meyer was suspended, I think this is his first real test of 2019 against a defensive mastermind. So I'm really looking forward to this game, and it was nice to have Clayton on the show to talk about Cincinnati, what they do well, how he thinks they match up, whether 16.5 points, which is what Ohio State is favored by, whether that's a line that is reasonable, and more. We just talked a lot of Cincinnati, and it was a really fun chat. So I think you guys will enjoy it. Let's get right into it right now. Here's Clayton Truder of DownTheDrive.com. I am super excited to get some insight on the Cincinnati Bearcats with my guest on this week's Hangout in the Holy Land interview, and that is one of the contributors over at DownTheDrive.com. His name is Clayton Truder. Clayton, how you doing, man? Thanks for joining the show. I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. This is a really exciting episode because I think per my shoddy research, maybe somebody smarter, far smarter than I am, has, has done this either on the Ohio State side or Cincinnati side. I think this is the first time in Ohio State history that a former head coach of theirs has come back and is now a head coach 
against them. And that that's the big story this week with Luke Fickle. What's what's that like from a Cincinnati side? Because as interesting as I think this game is, that's obviously going to be the talk that dominates the week. Absolutely. I had I hadn't thought about that storyline really at all, but that's you're exactly right. That I don't think that's ever happened before. Uh, in terms of dominate, in terms of dominating the coverage, certainly that's the case. And I think with Cincinnati fans, there's always a, a certain little brother resentment of Ohio State that pervades whether or not we're playing Ohio State. It's always the measuring stick for any college program in Ohio, no matter how successful they are, to look toward Columbus. And it's certainly no different in Cincinnati. And it's it's dominated the way the blogosphere and then the more mainstream media has covered the game to this point. The first little piece or I guess big piece that people started talking about was in the media media availability uh Fickle said that he was what unemotional about coming back and I, I don't know how Ohio State fans have been taking that but honestly I, I believe him and that's certainly a trait you have to have as a head coach and especially for a guy like Fickle I'm sure at some point it's going to hit him like wow I'm really on the other sideline in Ohio Stadium for the first time not in scarlet and gray like this is super weird maybe it's when he goes to a different entrance or is in the visitor locker room whatever that may be but when he says he's unemotional he's the type of guy where like I really believe him and maybe he will be afterwards but I think for that lead up for that four quarters he's about as stone solid as it's gonna get I believe that too particularly how well Cincinnati showed up against UCLA. Certainly the Bearcats made some mistakes and could have won that game by three touchdowns, but I was expecting UCLA to come out like a house of fire. I actually picked UCLA in that game, and Cincinnati was certainly prepared for all the different challenges that Chip Kelly and his crew brought. So there was no overlooking UCLA, whom they had beaten the previous year in week one, just looking ahead towards uh, Ohio State. So I think it's very believable that that is – Fickle's mentality and what he's cultivated in his program in regards to this game. I, I'm glad you said that you thought that UCLA was going to come out uh, like a house of fire because I, I felt like the opposite when leading up to that game, you know, you look back at last year's game and they, they punched UCLA in the mouth pretty good in Westwood last year. And yes, so, so I thought that I, I was really expecting Cincinnati not, not to roll, but to control the game. And I think they did for the most part. But it was, like you said, it was very sloppy. And that's something you don't tend to see with Luke Fickle teams. We certainly didn't see that with Cincinnati last year when they finished 11-2. and How worried, or do you think in, in your mind, is that just a week one thing? Because for me, I really was expecting them to come out and play better, but they did get a win over a Power 5 team, and you can't discount that at all. But they controlled the whole game. But there were some points where you thought, like, man, they, they should be up by 20 in this game, and those are certainly mistakes that they can't make this week. I think my primary concern was with the offense, their inability to finish things. They had six of their seven drives in the first half. Cincinnati crossed midfield with a ball, but ended up with 10 points in the first half. That Ritter interception was terrible. That was they bad. They had some other difficult situations in the first half. They got a lot of stupid penalties throughout the game. I, I think those seem like very unfickle-like things to do. Fickle, in many respects, seems like an old-style Big Ten coach and the way he presents his team. We're going to come out well-prepared, not make a lot of mistakes. We're going to play a physical game. But in a lot of ways, Cincinnati didn't really show that last week. Some of it, I think, is week one jitters. Some of it's new guys in new places. 
But I think those are definitely areas of concerns leading into playing an opponent like Ohio State. What does this offense want to do against Ohio State, do you think? I think against anybody, they need to establish the run. I mean, in part, that's difficult because the offensive line is relatively young. They lost a couple of key components last year. I mean, they do have some experience at Jakari Robinson at center in particular as being the leader up front. But this club needs to establish the run with a multi-headed attack, whether it's with Ritter running, whether it's with Michael Warren, um, uh, Dokes having the ball, uh, Tavion Thomas. Cincinnati needs to be able to attack them from a lot of different angles on the ground. Ritter just needs to continue being um, the kind of pulling your rabbit out of a hat type quarterback that he's been throughout his tenure there. Um, throughout his first season, he seemed to come up with all of these unbelievable third down conversions. He did so on several occasions uh, against UCLA as well. So I think that may just be some part of his DNA as a player, his tendency to do that, to make big plays on third downs. And he's certainly going to need to do that against the Buckeyes. And um, I don't know if the kind of secondary Ohio State has is one he's going to be capable of making those uh, making those kind of plays against, though. I love me some Michael the Truck Warren. He is a dude. He runs like he's a five-foot-tall concrete slab, like one of those characters from uh, from Mario 64. I love watching Michael Warren. Yeah, he's absolutely my, my favorite kind of running back. That that kind, Exactly that kind of guy. He he grounded. I think it was what twenty six carries for ninety two yards. And in this day yes. and in this day and age, that that's nothing. But when you you're talking about the type of offense and style that a guy like Luke Fickle wants to run, it may not be the most efficient. And you certainly don't want to do that every single week. You want to be a little more explosive and put up numbers. But those were some hard yards that he got last week. And and that's the type of running back that that offense needs somebody that you didn't mention tight end uh Josiah Deguara I hope I'm saying that right just watching him last week Ohio State had a really tough matchup uh with Harrison Bryant Florida Atlantic's tight end I think he's uh, a talented kid uh, an NFL talent a guy that's is going to pop up more on the radar as the season goes on he gave Ohio State some trouble and it looks like Josiah Deguara can do the same. Tell me a little bit about him and, and what he brings to the offense. Well, last year he was a significant contributor at tight end. He was the leading pass catcher at tight end, leading pass catcher for the Bearcats in week one. I believe he had four receptions. He may not be a robust blocking tight end, but certainly a very consistent passing target. Mike Denbrock has a tendency to call the same play over and over and over again is a common criticism among Bearcat fans. And one of their most popular plays has been just to dump it off to uh, to wear a tight end um, just consistently, as long as they can continue picking up little chunks of yardage with that. So I would certainly expect that in uh, the contest with Ohio State. Well, we're about nine minutes in, and we haven't talked about defense with Luke Fickle yet. So we got to get into that. That is where Cincinnati is built up. What are they? What are their strengths and how do you think they match up against this Ohio State offense? I would say their strength is the linebacking core at this point with Perry Young and Jarrell White. This is an experienced unit uh, that they have who played very well against UCLA. So you're going to have guys who are going to go from sideline to sideline being able to make tackles consistently. The defensive front was certainly a strength last year with Cortez, Broughton, and company, a bunch of these guys who have left. Michael Pitts, who's a defensive end, was a con- contributor last year who really showed up against UCLA was consistently in the backfield play after play against the Bruins. So I think in many respects, that's still the strength, the defensive front coming into the season before the injury to James Wiggins. One would say that the secondary would be considered fairly robust for the Bearcats too. But if you look at the um, performance in week one, the um, 
the efforts to make up for not having Wiggins in there. Um, it, it's a work in progress, to say the least. They uh, had a guy named Javon Hicks in there at safety filling in for him, and both of UCLA's touchdowns were a product of him getting beat on a long pass and also on a long running play. Um, so I think against the cadre of receivers that Ohio State has, you know, whether it's Victor or Olave or, or Hill, I, th- I think it's going to be very difficult for, for the Bearcats to, to tamp that down to prevent big plays with a very suspect uh, backside to their secondary. Javon Hicks is a wild card in this game because, like you said, he he was a, a main contributor on those two UCLA touchdowns. He also recovered a fumble and had an interception. So you don't really know what you're going to get from him yet. And and I'm interested to see how and if the Ohio State staff you know goes back and looks at the film and on a per play basis decides, okay, is this guy just a playmaker? Is he a risk taker? What do we want to do? That that seems like it may be one of the low-key great battles in this game is how they figure what type of player Javon Hicks is and whether or not and how they want to attack him. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think also an interesting matchup is just seeing how – my impression is the Ohio State offensive line is relatively young too, relatively inexperienced. From what I saw in the Florida Atlantic game, I thought they played pretty well. Uh, will Dobbins be able to establish the run consistently during this game against the Bearcats defensive front? I think will be an important storyline in the game, as long as Ohio State doesn't just jump out to a big lead based on superior athleticism. If this is a competitive game into the second half, I expect this matchup between the Ohio State run and the uh, Bearcats run defense to be the key to the afternoon. All right, before I ask you about the point spread in this game, we want to take a break and hear from some of our sponsors, mostly because I like getting a paycheck every month. So let's do that. We'll be back in a little bit talking Cincinnati Bearcats with Clayton Truder. Shout out to our sponsors for supporting the show. And we are back talking Cincinnati, Ohio State with Down the Drive's Clayton Truder. So the point spread in this game came out a few days ago. Ohio State 16 and a half point favorites. What's your initial impression on that? Does that feel right? Is it a little high? What do you think about the point spread? I think that's a perfectly reasonable point spread. I mean, I think Ohio State, just their year-in, year-round success, the quality of young players that they're putting out in the field, you've got some new faces, but it's certainly the same Buckeyes team from my outsider's perspective. That seems like a perfectly reasonable line in this game. Um, I think Cincinnati has to simply just hang in there and be able to weather the storm of Ohio State's explosive attack to, to stay in this game. Uh, and minimize uh, Justin Fields in particular, his capacity to make big plays. So, yeah, I have no problem with that line at all. What do you think? Do you think it's too low? Do you think it's too high? What's your impression of it? I think most of the people that I know around the Ohio State internet think it's too high based off of what they saw against Florida Atlantic, and I think a lot of people really want Cincinnati to succeed and like them, and I'm in that same boat too. I was, like I said earlier... I was kind of let down a little bit by how they played against UCLA. I thought a a lot of what they did offensively was concerning for me, but it's also week one, and I think that applies to both teams. The Ohio State we saw that scored touchdowns on four straight drives, I I don't think the offense is going to be like that every week, but I also don't think it's going to be the one we saw in the second and most of the third quarters where they just didn't really find a rhythm. It was week one. You got a, a new head coach, basically, a new offensive staff, a quarterback making his first career start. So there's going to be problems when you start the season. So I'm more interested to see what level of consistency both teams play with 
And while I don't think it's going to be a blowout, if Ohio State and Cincinnati fans remember the 2014 game that was really high scoring, I think it'll be in that same vein. Probably not as many points as that game had, but a game where Ohio State is up, you know, 30 to 14 or 35 to 14, and then Cincinnati scores a touchdown, makes it a two touchdown game, and maybe Ohio State gets a late touchdown late, and it looks like a blowout. But you also look back at the game if you watch the whole thing and think, okay, Cincinnati showed out pretty well. I don't think that there's much of a chance for Ohio State to just blow their doors off. But 16 and a half points, I think, feels pretty reasonable to me. Yeah, I, I can see that. I wonder if it could end up with the score not dissimilar to the Florida Atlantic game, but have yeah. a much different feel than that game. Because in in my mind, I mean, the stuff I've read a bit on the Ohio State blogosphere seems that people were very concerned with them taking their foot off the pedal. I actually feel like this happens to Ohio State quite consistently. They're very often vastly superior to their opponent, take a big lead. It's tough to retain the momentum. They get a couple touchdowns in. It looks closer than it actually was. So I guess I, I don't share the pessimism of Ohio State fans about their performance against Florida Atlantic, but I could see the game, this game, ending up with a fairly similar score to the one that happened in the um, the, the one that happened in the in Week One for the Buckeyes. And for the Ohio State fans that haven't been paying attention to Cincinnati, this is a much better test. So if this does end up being a relatively good game or a, an exciting game, I don't think there's any shame in that either because Cincinnati is a uh, is a damn good team. I'm gonna ask you to finish a sentence for me. The easiest path for Cincinnati to win this game is... Ground and pound. That's Luke Fickle's style. That's That seems to be what their identity is. That's what they want to do against this defensive line. How confident are you that they're going to be able to do that? Is that something where maybe you mix in a little play action? We've seen Ohio State's linebackers struggle when they're out in space at certain times, especially the past two seasons. You would figure with Luke Fickle at least having a good idea, I think, of the personnel that Ohio State has on defense. He knows the strengths. He knows the weaknesses. He knows the culture of what Ohio State wants to do. If anyone has that blueprint, it's him. I, I, I would agree with that. I think also I, I would hope that the Bearcats will mix up their running attack a little more than they did in um, than they did in week one. Get Dokes the ball a little bit more. Get Ryan Montgomery. Get Tavion Thomas. Get more people involved with the running attack so you have fresh guys pounding the ball all the time and keep the clock moving in this game. Uh, my biggest concern is just keeping having the balls in the hand, the ball in the hands of the Ohio State offense on a consistent basis. I just don't think the fewer times that Justin Fields has the opportunity to make a big play, the more chances the Bearcats have to stay in this game. I was going to ask you about that one. One thing you think that Cincinnati can do, what what's the strength that they match up well in this game, and what's your biggest concern? Like, oh, if that happens, this one might get out of hand pretty quick. I mean, my biggest concern is that they just can't contend with the athleticism of Ohio State. I mean, Fields, I found to be incredibly impressive in what I saw last week. I think in terms of just front seven, seven on seven kind of kind of front seven matchups, uh, Cincinnati can stay in this game. Um, they're probably not quite at the level of Ohio State, but they're competitive with them in terms of just man-on-man blocking. But when it comes to exterior uh, perimeter play, the Bearcats don't uh, don't match up very well with Ohio State. All right, final question here. What is your prediction for Saturday? I see a comfortable Buckeyes win in which Cincinnati hangs in there early, but, the, but Ohio State pulls away late. I envision this as about a... 
38 to 17 kind of game. That sounds very reasonable in a game that I think both fan bases, uh, the reasonable parts of each fan base, of course, yes, reasonable. would would be would be good with. This is a great test for Ohio State offensively. Got a new quarterback. It would stand to reason that Luke Fickle is going to throw a lot of different things at him and make Ryan Day and his staff adjust. So I think that that's the biggest matchup in this game that I'm looking forward to. But this is a very strong Cincinnati team that I think is going to be the first real benchmark for a young and a lot uh, unproven, I guess, is the best word to put it, Ohio State team, at least at this point. And I know that I can't wait for it. And if you guys want to keep up with everything happening, not only in the lead up to this game, but everything that happens with Cincinnati season after they play Ohio State, I know I'm rooting for them. You should be too, unless you know, you're know you a Kentucky fan or you're, you're a Xavier fan and you're <laughs> listening to this podcast. Make sure to go to downthedrive.com. You can also follow them on Twitter, at downthedrive. You can follow Clayton on Twitter, at Clayton Truder. Clayton, where else can they find your work? Those are some of the best places to look for me. Uh, looking forward to hearing from you all on Twitter and Thank you all for your time. Um, best of luck to the Buckeyes to next week and uh, throughout the rest of their season. And hopefully we'll, uh, we'll live up to our high billing as well. Yeah, do it. Follow Clayton on Twitter. He's a straight shooter, loves retro sports, loves wrestling. That's why he's my guy. Great follow on Twitter. <laughs> and uh, make sure to visit Down the Drive. Clayton, thanks for joining the show, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Have a nice evening. Shout out to Clayton for joining the show. He's a great dude. I've talked to him a couple times here on the podcast so make sure to follow him on twitter follow down the drive on twitter go to downthedrive.com for everything they've got going cincinnati wise on twitter i joke about all the time how cincinnati is actually kentucky and it really is but in all honesty i love seeing those guys do well and it's fun watching luke fickle have so much success there he's ohio state through and through and it probably will be a little bit emotional for him, even though he says it won't be. But it'll be weird for everyone to see Luke Fickle in Ohio Stadium not repping Ohio State. That's a moment that I don't think any of us are, are quite ready to see. But we're going to see it on Saturday. And Cincinnati is going to be a great test. I hope you guys enjoy all of these opponent interviews before each Ohio State game. Let me know what you think about them. Send me a tweet at Dubsco. At Holy Land Pod, if you want to reach the show, at Land Grant 33, if you want to reach the site, and of course, make sure to find all of our work at landgrantholyland.com. Also, follow along on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Every new show will pop up in your app when we drop it there. Spotify pops up first, though, so if you really want to have it, search Land Grant Holy Land on Spotify. New shows pop up right away. You don't have to wait like you do on Apple Podcasts. So do that there and keep up with every single one of our podcasts. We're dropping one every day of the season. Nothing but Land Grant Holy Land in your ears. You love to hear it. Thank you guys once again for listening. Hope you have a great rest of your week. Hope you enjoy Saturday's game against Cincinnati. I'll be back after the game to recap what is hopefully another Ohio State win. And if it's not, then we're just burning this son of a bitch to the ground. But until then, I will talk to you guys later. My name is Colton Denning. This is the Hangout in the Holy Land. And go Bucks. <laughs>